Life is full of ifs. But if you want to cash flow like a pro and get paid up to two days early, safeguard against surprises and supercharge your savings, Regions Life Banking makes it possible. Regions Bank embrace the if in life. Regions Bank, member FDIC. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Gas South Convention Center in Duluth, Georgia, it's time for Gwinnett Business Radio. Gwinnett Business Radio is presented by Regions Bank, Brave the Beginning, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. And greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome to another hopefully award-winning edition of Gwinnett Business Radio. I am your slightly annoying host, Stephen Julian, with me, as always, at least for three weeks in a row now, since I've been here three weeks in a row, is my trusty co-host, Harper LaBelle. Good to see you. Hey, we got an interesting show. If you want to get fit, that's going to be the word, fit, yeah. right now. Both financially and physically. Yeah, not do you fit into your suit or tie, but do you have other ways of staying in financial or physical shape? So our two great guests are coming to us from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studios inside the beautiful Gas South Convention Center here in Duluth, Georgia. And those guests are Ruth King, who is, is the founder and profit and wealth guru of uh, Financially Fit Business, and also Chip Smith. He is the Director of Sports Performance for the NFL Alumni Academy of Chip Smith Performance System, and also we're going to be talking women's volleyball. So very. I mean, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. Why don't we just get right into it? I think that'd be a better idea than listening to the two of us Amen. babble I, around. I, there, are the, there are definitely listeners who are like, yeah, get on with it, as Monty Python used to say. Ruth King, the uh, founder, profit, and wealth guru from Financially Fit uh, Business. Ruth, welcome to the studio. Thank you for having me. Appreciate Abs- it. Absolutely. Now, Ruth, brought uh, you brought a book, 101 Dumb Financial Mistakes That Business Owners Make and how to avoid them. I love the addition because that's, in, that's incredibly important. But uh, we're, And we're definitely going to talk about the book. But before we do that, tell everybody about Financially Fit Business and what you do. Well, you talked in the beginning about two types of fitness. There's physical fitness and financial fitness. So the financial fitness really has to do with, are you looking at the financial side of your business? I mean, none of us started our business to do numbers. We started because we want a product or a service. I mean, I didn't even start mine that way. And the way that we stay in business is looking at P&Ls and balance sheets and cash flow every week for the cash flow and every month for P&Ls and balance sheets. And that will tell you how you can stay financially fit. Yeah, I uh, doing a little bit of uh, research before coming in when I found out you were on the show. I went to your website and looked around and, and you do like a financial fit tip almost every day. And yesterday's before our, our before our recording here today was basically like you got to look at your numbers. And yeah, I think you were saying every day, look at, you know, kind of check your receipts every day. So, you know, a lot of people think uh, the under, the financial side of the business is intimidating or this monster that they just kind of put off until they absolutely have to do it. But you say it's easy. Why do you say it's easy? Okay, Harper and Steve, what happened the first time you got in a car and and wanted to learn to drive? Was it easy? My dad kicked me out and said, hang on, I'm going (laughs) to teach you. Well, for manual transmission and figuring out the mesh between the clutch and the gas, but the first thing was, this is so cool. Yeah, When you put the seatbelt on and getting ready to go, you're you're an adult. Yeah, and you're an adult, but you don't know how to do it. You don't have a clue. Right. All right, so what did you do? Dad taught you? Yeah. Or you practice and practice, and all of a sudden you're going like, 
why did I ever think this was hard? I can listen to the radio, I can do this, I can go here, I can go there. And it became really, really easy. Well, it's the same with financials. The first time you look at it, it's like, oh my gosh, what in the world is this? You do a little homework, you do a little research, and it's not hard to understand it if you know you got the right tools. And all of a sudden, two, three, four months later, why did I ever think this was hard? And now mm. I can really look at the, my business and make sure it's going the right way. So what you're saying is it's a daily routine or a weekly routine. You got to get in the routine just like you do in driving. Mm -hmm. So it becomes second nature. Yeah. I mean, look at your bank statements every day. If you're looking at the, the tips, the last question I always ask, did you look at your bank statements today? Because there's a lots of really bad guys out there and they're going to try and hack your system. It may not be anybody internally, but I've had clients who literally had those two little, you know, 22 cents and 52 cents come in and then they try to hack their account for, you know, $25,000, And thankfully the banks caught it and, and didn't approve the right. transfers. But, you know, if you don't look, you don't know. Well, let's, let's jump on that because, uh, and, and we are going to talk about the book again. And I will tell everybody, we're not going to do all 101. Oh, come on. Because, <laughs> well, you, you do want people to get the book and go to, you know, engage with you on, on your own podcast and your website and your services. But let's, let's talk about that one. So let's say, hey, that's something, you know, that's a habit everybody can change starting today, right? Okay, every day I'm going to check my bank statement. So let's deal with that one specific, just to kind of kick it off. You do see that 22, 52 cents. What, what, are, what should people do when they're checking? and they see the, nef the nefarious things start? First thing you do is you call your bank and tell them to close your account. I know it's a pain in the butt, and it's not exactly easy to do, mm. but it's better than somebody stealing twenty-five dollars or $50,000 out of your account. Correct. Or ten or fifteen or whatever the number is. And they appreciate you being diligent because then they'll try and find out who the bad guys are. They may or may not be able to do it, but at least you've prevented them from stealing from you. And, you know, and it's like brushing your teeth. First thing you do when you get in the office or what, you know, whenever you wake up, and you can do this anywhere. You don't have to be, as long as you have internet connection, you can be wherever, as long as you have a secure site. So, so, uh, so along with checking your bank's uh, accounts every day, mm -hmm. one of the other things everybody should have on hand is, who am I supposed to contact or how do I contact my bank if I need to get a hold of them right away? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. All right. That's good. Now, so I will lead into, so we've, we've covered one. Uh-huh. So let's, let's move to the topic of cash flow. Cash flow is king. If you don't have cash flow, you're not going to stay in business very long. So what wait, are, wait, 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 wait. Positive cash flow. Ah, uh -huh, there you go. All right. You can have cash flow. I assumed. I, yeah. I made you know happens when you assume, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Please don't finish that sentence because everybody listening and Harper is definitely finished. Oh, I'm sentence. surprised Harper didn't jump in because, you know, we can oh, I'm already mentally I've already assumed <laughs> what the answer would be and I've broken down the word and uh, we've heard that. So I was going to ask what are the five greatest cash flow mistakes? Number one, apparently, is assuming that when you say cash flow, uh, that you just say cash flow instead of positive cash flow. Yeah. So negative cash flow is one of the biggest cash yeah, flow but you mistakes. don't. If you have a growing business, true story, one of my clients started at zero, grew to $2 million, never looked at his P&L and balance sheet. And then as long as he had cash in the bank, as long as he could take his discounts, as long as he could pay payroll and they could do what they wanted, they didn't care. So they hit $2 million and growth stopped. All of a sudden, within a couple of weeks, scrounging to do payroll and all that sort of fun stuff. Not exactly what they understand because they've grown to two million, never had a problem. They were smart enough to call me. And long story short, they were losing a nickel for every dollar they took in the door for twelve years because their pricing wasn't right. They had cash flow, but it wasn't positive cash flow. So they were losing five percent or a nickel for every dollar they took in the door, and they didn't notice it because the cash kept increasing because growth kept the cash increasing. So it's not only 
cash flow, it's positive cash flow. How do you, uh, I, I'm thinking of being a trainer. Okay. Is what you're doing. Because there are some guys that go, let's say if you want to be a doctor, I just want to, I want to operate on people or I want to help people get better. I don't want to have to operate on my business because that's what I want someone else to do. I'll, I'll hire somebody to do that. But you're saying take responsibility. And the person that I don't want to, you know, the, the answer you get from a six or seven year old, <clears throat> what you're really trying to do is get everybody to, you need to do this. You need to be a responsible business owner. And in order to do this, just spend a little bit of time. And once you learn how to do it correctly, you're gonna. It, it's not going to be as intimidating no. at all. It, and you can delegate the day-to-day stuff. You can delegate the bookkeeping. You can delegate, you know, produce these reports for me, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But you never abdicate the financial side of your business. Yep. It'll take five or ten minutes. And, you know, the doctor can do that. And I know a lot of doctors who get stolen from because of that. They just trust. They don't pay attention. Yeah, they trust. Yeah, absolutely. Tell us a little bit about the book. It's about 200 pages. It's about 200 pages. So it, you, you would, do, would you recommend like doing one tip a day or, or read the whole thing right away? And What's the best way for me to get the most out of the book? Put it in the bathroom. Really? <laughs> read one tip as you're in the bathroom. So many people have some, told me that people, over the years. Some people can read 15 tips while they're in the bathroom, <laughs> but that's another story. Now, seriously, try, it's like trying to eat an elephant at once. You know, take a couple of them. It's yeah. broken down into pricing and marketing and you know, where you think you have the most issues with. Start there. When did you start with the concept or the idea? You know what? I've got enough here to where I could put a book together. When did that come into play for you? This is book number six. I didn't know that. Yeah, really? This is book number six. And this came back because I got really frustrated with, with saying the same things over and over and over <laughs> again to my client base and where I go teach classes. And it's like, okay, I'm just going to write them all down, put them in the book, go for it. <laughs> well, and, and, and so the topic of our show today is fitness, uh, physical fitness. Yeah. We're going to get in the second half. And, but I think one thing that is uh, true of both sides is when it comes to fitness, you say it over and over and over again, and people know the answers, but living the answers is a very different thing. Is that, uh, I mean... That, that's true. I mean, I'll, I'll talk about Chip right now because one of the things that I do absolutely every single day is I work out, and I will not do a breakfast meeting and things like that because that is my workout time. Yeah. And so fitness to me, you know, physical fitness to me is as important as financial fitness is because I know in order for me to do what I need to do and want to do and go do what I want to do, I have to be physically fit. And so I'm in the gym or I'm running or I'm lifting weights or I'm doing something every single day. And with, and with financial fitness, you say the same thing. But, but you wrote this book almost out of frustration because you say, here's the answers, and everyone, oh, that's great, and then they don't do it. Right. So in, in, in other words, one of the things of this book was, look, I wrote it down, okay? <laughs> so you can't hold me responsible. I told you. I also wrote it down. I, not that you say it in anger. but So I was going to ask you, with, uh, with your, your business, Financially Fit Business, apart from the book, it, it, Talk a little bit about how you engage personally with clients, people who want to work with you, do more. That Okay, read the book. That's great, but I think I need more help. So yep. what, what's, what services do you offer? There's a lot of different. It goes from reading a book, coming to a class, watching a program on the Internet. I mean, that's the basics if you just want to get it. Um, I do one-on-one coaching and group coaching, but we also have a software package called financiallyfit.business. And all you do is you enter your data press a, you know, click a button and it gives you all of your graphs and financials to make sure you're heading in the, in the right direction. And there's lots of help on there if you don't know what one thing is or another. And it's a very easy software package to use. Again, you can have your bookkeeper do it, delegate that, but you 
can't abdicate looking at the results. Mm. You know, that type of thing. So the, the software works really well. There are probably, I'm sure, several people that go, I'm in big trouble and I need your help. What about the folks that aren't in big trouble? How do you help the folks that are going, I just want to make sure that I'm on course and I want to, I, I, I use the word, I'm trying to think of something else, but the reassurance and the confidence of being able to say, I know I'm doing a pretty good job and now I can confirm it because Ruth has looked at what we're doing and, and yeah. we we can make some slight changes, but we're we're headed in the right direction. We have positive cash flow. We, we are... Profitable. Looking at our P's yeah. and Q's and yeah. doing everything that we can. There might be a single tip in there. P and L, not P's and Q's. Sorry. Pints and quarters. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Sorry, I don't yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But, uh, you know, so that's what the software does. But he's going business. I, I, yeah. I know what he's doing. He's yeah. just giving me a hard time. Of course he's he giving it because he yeah. can't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you're really in a situation where if you, I mean, I have a lot of clients who are in really good shape. And what we do is we use the graphing to make sure they stay in good shape. It's a pat on the back to going, good job, right? Yeah, I mean, think about it. I, after a while and you get it, I have clients who tell me, I love getting my financials every month. And I know that's an anathema to a whole lot of people who are listening right now because they don't get it. But once you get it and you start looking at the trends and you understand what they mean and you take issues when they're little mm. rather than having them blow up in your face yeah. um, and you solve them, you just keep going on the positive trends. And as long as the trends continue to be positive, you know you're headed in the right direction. Go do something else. Well, so so your business is and and the financially fit uh, a financially fit business is one who knows their numbers mm -hmm. is keeping track, paying attention, doing the daily routines. So let me ask this: What are some of the best measures uh, of and 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 Harper asked the question? Hey, things are going okay. How do I you know and how do you help them? Pat on the back. What's what's the best measure of a business's profitability or success rate or whatever word you want to use? All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a little technical here, if that's okay. Bring it. All right. So there's a ratio called the current ratio, which which is current assets, which are things that are cash or turned into cash within a year, divided by current liabilities, which are things that have to be paid in with a year. Come in with a year, paid with a year, divide the two. They're both on your balance sheet. If your current ratio is going up most of the time, your profitability is going up, your ability to pay your bills is going up, and you want to keep it consistent or obviously going up. Level is fine. You know, if you're at three or you know, two or whatever number it is, that means you have twice as many current assets to pay your current liability. In other words, that ratio doesn't always have to be going up. If it gets to a good ratio and stays, stays there, there, that's a sign of health. You're fine. Okay. You're absolutely fine. But if it starts falling, let's say it's you know two and it went to 1.8, 1.7. Warning miles should be going off in your head. I'm being less profitable. Why? Is it pricing? Did my suppliers, you know, increase their prices and I haven't raised mine? Is it a productivity issue and our guys are sloughing off or our people are sloughing off? Um, is it an overhead issue where I had to, you know, raise the rent or pay more in utility bills and I didn't raise the prices to my customers? You know, taxes went up. Guess what? Your prices need to go up. And if you're not doing that, your profitability ratio will go down. So, you know, that's the, the big thing is if it's going down, why? You've also talked about financial statements a couple of times. Mm -hmm. And you have a little bit of a, a almost a challenge uh, where you might say, hey, if you show me your financial statements, I can tell you what's wrong almost in less than a minute. Explain that a little I, bit. All right, here we go. Yeah. 
<laughs> Watch me. All right. There's a, there's a big mic. clock on there's the wall. There's a big clock so. on the wall. Yeah, All yeah. right. Negative cash on your balance sheet. You can't have negative cash in the bank. You know, as regions would say, I'm going to close your account. Forget <laughs> it. You're not having negative cash. You can't bounce checks uh, you know, and pay the fees. Number two, you can't have negative accounts receivable. That means that you owe the customer's money. The customers don't owe you. Number three, you can't have negative payroll taxes payable because the feds don't owe you. You owe the feds. You can't have negative loan payments payable. You can't have gross margins that are negative. You can't have your receivables and payables aging reports not match what's on your on your balance sheet. You can't um, your balance sheet has to balance, and if your net income for the month doesn't match your monthly retained earnings, somebody's playing games. How's that? You did it in forty-seven seconds. That's yeah. pretty good. That was very good. <laughs> that that was my rough. My math may have been off there, but it looked like about forty-seven seconds. That was pretty good, Harper. But those are obviously you can't, you can't, you can't, and still want to be successful. So there's the ability to recognize that and let's turn it around. And that's part of what you do is you make yeah. sure that everybody can see the problem, recognize it, and then come up with a plan to solve it. That's exactly what we do. Whether we use it through classes, through software, through you know one-on-one coaching, you got it. You know, a lot of times in this part of the interview, we and, and we're kind of wrapping up here, we're, we're with Ruth King, who's with Financially Fit Business, and a lot of times we kind of go, hey, Ruth, tell us your story of how you got into this. I think what I'm going to ask instead is you kind of very quickly laid out, there's a lot of ways people can find out more about you and about how you run this business. And, and you have your own podcast. So, so I think the best thing I could do is kind of get out of your way and say, for those people who are you know, just interested. I mean, there is the book, 101 Dumb Financial Mistakes Business Owners Make and How to Avoid Them. It's apparently the sixth book or one of six that you write, uh, available on Amazon, yes. I, I believe. So what are, so, you know, you have your own podcast, you know, how can people interact with you? The best way to do it is I have a uh, website which aggregates everything I do. It's called ruthking.info. Everything I do is there. So if you're interested in the books, you can click on that and go to Amazon. If you're interested in financially fit business, you can click on that. If you're interested in any of the classes or something like that, click on those and you go there. And since you're on our podcast, uh, you know, uh, talk about your own podcast that you've been hosting for a few years now. Yeah, where it'll be six years old in March, so it's five and a half years old now. It's called Contractor Sense. It's specifically for heating, plumbing, electrical, you know, that contractor group. Um, but other people who listen to it actually get a whole lot out of it. Yeah. I interview people all the time. You know, I'm usually in your seat, which is fun for me to be on this side rather than your side. And it's um, 20 minutes. That's it. Yeah. You can drive from one place to the other, get one idea, implement it, and you'll be fine. And then you give daily tips. We can follow those on LinkedIn. And yeah. I mean, man, it, holy cow. Now, the book itself, before we wrap up, tell us a little bit. It's just released at the recording here. Yeah. Uh, you're pretty excited about the numbers that you're getting off the book, aren't yeah. you? We, uh, I did a little pre-promotion for the book, and we hit number one on Amazon when it was released last Tuesday, September 5th. So it's not number one anymore, but it was that. <laughs> well, okay. So there's the challenge to the Business Radio X listeners who hear this podcast, especially quickly after uh, this being uh, published or, or broadcast, and let's see if we can get a bump back up. That would be up, great. Yeah, back up to the number one. So uh, so RuthKing.info, uh, and then check on Amazon for your other books, but definitely buy the new one, 101 Dumb Financial Mistakes Business Owners Make. Uh, read it in the bathroom, read it in, at your desk, read it while you're on hold with uh, some vendor that uh, always puts you on hold, mm -hmm. you know, keep it, a, you know, keep a, a copy close by and get through and, and learn from some of these mistakes. Harper, I, I know what I'm going to be. 
reading this. Yeah, and you can have a copy of it when Ruth comes to visit with your business, and that would help quite <laughs> quite a lot. But and, and actually, let me ask this as the last question for business owners who want to go beyond the book and 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 their videos and other stuff, but engage with you personally. How, how, you know, what does that look like? How, All right. how does that start? First thing you're going to do is you're going to call me on the phone at seven seven zero seven two nine eight thousand. I'm going to give you a list of things you have to send me to make sure I can help you. And we're going to figure out what you need, what you want, and everything else. So we've got to give to you first. Yeah, you got to let me to see your to financials, get, right? you Saban. Yeah, you got to. Sh- you you can't just talk about the financials. You're going to want to see the financials. Yeah, you're I from see Missouri. Where you are. You're a yeah. Missouri girl, right? No, I'm I know you're a girl. Not, show show <laughs> me the money, right? That's exactly what we got to start there. Go ahead. Then what? If I after I send you some information, what's the next step? The next step is we figure out whether I can help you or not. we got to figure out where you're going, what your goals are, you know, that type of thing. There's no help for you, Steve. Well, if the first answer to that question, hey, you got to show me stuff, well, I'm going to have to get my bookkeeper to put all that together, you might go, okay, you definitely need my help. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because that trust, right? Yeah. I mean, you've got got to be responsible for your numbers. You absolutely do. Your bookkeeper can put them together, and that's the delegation part. You can't abdicate looking at them and doing the math and doing the numbers. All right. Figuring out where you're going. All right, so RuthKing.info, uh, also the phone number 770-729-8000. Ruth King from Financially Fit Business, thank you so much for being here. And, thank you for having uh, and me. I'm going to challenge our listeners to go buy this book, 101 Dumb Financial Mistakes Business Owners Make and How to Avoid Them. That was a good interview. Great job. If I may say. that, that was. Yeah. I'm sorry, that was so self-aggrandizing. <laughs> I apologize. That was very unprofessional. You just patted yourself on the I back. I did, but really, <laughs> I'm patting you. You know what makes a great you? interview? A fantastic guest. Yeah. So. Well, Ru- too bad Ruth doesn't have any passion about what she's doing. Yeah, I doing. wish she would. I know know, Chip doesn't either. Knowledge. It's a shame. But passion and love, that's what makes a Subaru a Subaru. You can enjoy the big, hassle-free saving experience at Subaru of Gwinnett, where people help you get into your next car. SubaruofGwinnett.com. You can join their family today. You can come on in and see the difference. They're located at 2950 Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. Their phone number is 470-824-3860. Set up an appointment to see the Impreza, the Legacy, the Outback, the BRX. They've got a whole line of vehicles. The 2024s are already on the lot. Visit Subaru of Gwinnett. You will not regret it at all. Those Subarus perform really well. Speaking of performance, Chip Smith, he is the owner of Chip Smith Performance Systems. He's also the director of sports performance for both the NFL Alumni Academy and a brand new uh, women's volleyball team called the Atlanta Vibe, who's going to be performing here in the Gas South Convention Center and, and competing there. Chip, welcome to the show. Appreciate it, fellas. It's, this is my second time on, and so I'm excited to uh, share some information with you guys today. He's not a rookie anymore, Stephen. Yeah, he's a seasoned right. veteran, that's and right. he's come back. Why would he do that? Why would he want to come well, back? Well, I and think visit the reason us? he's come back is all the different stuff that's now going on. So, yeah, since last you came on, talk about what's been happening with you, the Performance Center, and what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's been some uh, very exciting things for me personally. Um, Three years ago, the NFL uh, Alumni Academy approached me about uh, being the director of sports performance for their program up in Canton, Ohio, and didn't really think that I wanted to go to Canton and live for four months. And how it, how it actually uh, happened was the league had decided that uh, right before COVID that they needed to have a pool of players readily available during the season that when somebody got uh, tested positive for COVID or somebody got injured, they could bring them up bring them in and, and, and put them on a 53-man roster. Well, they didn't want a kid going to South Georgia and, and living by himself and training at his high school. So they put together a team. They hired me as director of sports performance. And what was interesting before they hired me is that the average NFL lifespan is 2.8 years. 
I have been training professional athletes and specifically NFL players for 35 years, have trained over 3,600 players. And they went back and they looked at the numbers of players that I trained that trained with me in the offseason. And the average lifespan of an NFL player that trained with me was 8.2 years. So financially, uh, again, um, I don't take credit when they do good and I don't take credit when they do bad. Uh, That's God-given talent. But if we're able to extend their playing careers, well, I'll just tell you this, the very first year – uh, that I, Brian Erlacher is like a son to me. He's in the NFL Hall of Fame. Then to the first year I trained Brian, he came back and he said, what do I owe you? And I said, well, you know what, Brian, you can help me in the offseason get some of your vets to come back and train with me. I said, you don't owe me anything. He said, you make $15 million a year. I said, no, I don't. He said, well, I do. He said, so if, if you can prolong my career one year, it's worth $15 million to me. So whatever I invest in stocks and bonds or real estate, I'm not going to get that type of return on my investment. So whatever I, you charge me, I'm going to double it. And he did for 13 years. Hmm. How about that? Now, again, I don't take credit for any of that. Brian was a great football player that obviously is in the NFL Hall of Fame. But the point is, the NFL said, look, we, we need to have somebody that's going to get these guys in shape. Well, they hired me. They hired Mike Tice, the former head coach of the Vikings. They hired uh, Anthony Munoz, who's in the Hall of Fame. He's okay. So he, yeah, pretty, he's pretty good player. Yeah. <laughs> pretty good player. Yeah. So uh, they put us in Canton. Uh, They identified, they put a team of of players readily available uh, um, at the end of the uh, preseason. They identified the top guys that they thought could play. And they said, look, we're going to send you to Canton. We're going to house you, feed you. We're going to train you. Um, I also headed up the diversity program. Uh, basically, uh, had a lot of, you know, 99% of my training family is African-American. And so we brought in uh, guys that wanted to be coaches in the NFL, and we hooked them into the academy. And the first year uh, – and by the way, Canton, Ohio, I used to say that, that, that Canton, Ohio was lucky to have the Hall of Fame. I'll tell you this, the Hall of Fame is lucky to be in Canton, Ohio. Wonderful people, great people, great environment, blue collar, fell in love with the city. I, I mean, I never thought being a Georgia boy in, in, in Southern hospitality, uh, it was incredible uh, the time that we were there. So we, they came in, we, we housed them, we fed them, we trained them. We had a... Um, videographer that filmed every day and was put on a private portal. So every morning, all 32 teams went on and watched each guy work. And if they liked you, they would bring you in for a workout. Well, the first year we had 24 guys signed to the 53-man roster. So it was exactly what they had hoped for by us preparing the, the players. In fact, what's interesting, starting yesterday, Prime uh, Video uh, started a series called the next, the next Man Up. So you can go on and actually watch that now. And if you want to follow what we do and what we've done, it's a really cool series that started yesterday. So excited to be a part of that. Uh, and that's just a little bit of what I've been up to um, in the last, really the last two years. And this NFL Alumni Academy was started because of COVID. They wanted to have players kind of separated and, and available to come in if somebody had to go out because of COVID. But post-COVID, yes, praise God, has has now, it's, it's, but that, that concept is kind of still the same. So, so it, was, it was come out of a COVID emergency, but now it's the teams like the idea of being able to, just for regular injuries, I guess. Yeah, so oh, we'll absolutely. Talk a little bit about uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, the first, last year, the, the, the uh, first week of the season, there were 52 guys injured. And, or or the COVID year, 52 guys injured. So there was one full team of roster of players. If they hadn't had uh, a pool of players really available, I mean, you know, it was, it, it, the league would not have been the quality that it needed to be. So the fact that it worked just like they thought. And then last this past year, we actually were in Dallas. They sent us to Dallas, and we trained all the XFL players. 
the XFL is now the hopefully is going to be the feeder league for the NFL. And so they, the academy said, "Hey, we'll 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 train all your players and every player that was there, and we had we trained 300." And every player that was not signed to an NFL roster was given an XFL contract. So, again, for me, just helping guys, you know, I don't care whether they're playing the CFL, the NFL, the USFL, uh, XFL. Uh, if I can help a young man achieve his dreams and aspirations, then I want to continue to do that. That's why I'm passionate about what I do. Young men and now young women. Tell us a little bit about what's going on here locally. Well, that, that's the second part of my uh, excitement today. Yeah, and too bad nothing's going on in your life, Chip. It's a shame you just sit so, around, you know, not doing a whole lot. A few years back, I ran into a, a lady that owned a, um, the, the um, volleyball club here in Atlanta, Colleen Craig. And so we've been friends for probably four or five years. And she called me about three months ago and said, Chip, can you meet with me? I said, Sure. She said, I know you're working for the NFL Alumni Academy, and, and I don't know if it's possible, but uh, I'd like to talk to you about a project that we're doing. We're, we have, uh, uh, I've been offered an opportunity to buy a new franchise for the Atlanta market and women's pro volleyball. Well, pro volleyball has always been in Europe. The best players that play in Europe are American women. So they came up with a concept, um, and she bought the franchise. And she said, I'd like to talk to you about training my, my women. And I said, well, you know what? That actually might work because I'm, you know, my contract with the NFL Alumni Academy is from September to December. And to be honest with you, I love, I've always loved working with females. I actually was director of sports performance for the women's pro uh, baseball team, the Colorado Silver Bullets, with Phil Necro. Mm-hmm. And I spent four years in Florida at training camp with them. And that was a great experience for me personally and professionally. Uh, and what I found, and in, in, in Ruth, not because you're sitting here, but I'm going to tell you this. 3,600 players that I've trained for the NFL, the hardest workers that I've ever trained are female. Mm-hmm. Just trained say, a pro, uh, tell me what I need to do, and I'm going to do it. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. seriously, yeah. there's oh, a absolutely. different mindset. Where a guy might go, I don't know if I like what you're telling me to absolutely. do. Absolutely. You can't make me. Yeah, that's where right. Where a woman's going, I think you do it better than I would, right. so I'm going to listen to you and, and respect your decisions. Well, there's no entitlement. And so females are so like a sponge. And that, that's what I, you know, when I was with the Silver Bullets, I realized right away, these, these women, they want, they've never been put in a situation where they had, they've had coaches. All the coaches that have worked with them in my capacity have been people that were interns, somebody just, they put into a weight, a weight room. And to have somebody that was passionate about helping them individually and being purposeful in their daily workouts, they were, they were blown away. Well, the same thing. When, when Colleen came to me, I said, look, here, here's what we're going to do. I mean, here's the program we're going to do. Uh, we're going to work, you know, not only strength. We're going to do court work. We're going to do recovery. Recovery is as important uh, as, your, uh, as your workouts. And, you know, you can't drive a Lamborghini and put regular gas in it. So your diet's got to be right. We're going to, you know, we're going to take care of your supplements for your athletes. We're going to take care of your daily diet. We have a, a, a dietitian. Uh, a nutritionist that, and an executive chef that does their food every day. Uh, so we're going to make sure that everything we do is geared to making them better at what they do on the court. And so for them, even at the highest level, I was talking to a girl just on the team the other day who's play, who played in, in Italy. And they're, you know, they had set the bar really high in terms of their, their organization. And when I started telling her what we were going to provide here, she was like, oh, my gosh, Coach. You know, I, I mean, I, I, I played at Kentucky, and, and we had a great program there in, in, in Italy, but we didn't have any of this. And I'm like, well, we do here. Yeah. 
So as director of sports performance, let me let you, and you've already done it, but let me let you be head of marketing for just a, or an intern in the marketing department. So the Atlanta Vibe, uh, new professional uh, women's volleyball team, they're going to be playing here uh, in the Gas South Arena, right in Gwinnett County. Uh, for those people who are interested, wh- when is this? When is the season? When are they going to kick off? Talk a little bit. Yeah, about, that's that's a great question. Yeah. So they will start on uh, on January the first is when we actually start uh, the off season. They will play at the end of the month, and you know it made me really proud. And when I was downtown, when we made the major announcement uh, about the vibe, when the uh, chamber came in and started talking about coming to Gaslight and how that our county, and this is my county, my kids have grown up here, and, and I've been involved in Gwinnett County for, you know, for 40-plus 40, 40 years, uh, about the diversity in our county. And, you know, it just made me really proud of what we have to offer in, in the county. Now, with that being said, we have, I think we have the, you know, we're the SEC of high school sports, mm-hmm. Gwinnett County. And so our high school kids, I mean, we had 600 and 13 kids on college rosters in football last year. Uh, you know, our, our volleyball programs, Buford and, uh, you know, in, in the county, uh, sports are important for our parents and our kids. And so to have access to uh, a professional team uh, like like in, for volleyball that our, our county is going to have, they can, you know, they can go online and, and get season tickets. Um, again, they can do walk up, uh, get walk up tickets, but there, there are so many great women that are playing on this team. I got a chance to meet them and talk to them a few weeks ago and was very impressed with, uh, their, their humility, uh, their excitement to be a part of, uh, something great. Uh, so yeah. So the, so the pro season will start near the end of January, 2024, yes. yeah. uh, and, and run through the winter months. Listen, I, I you, you talk about high, you talk about high school and you are absolutely true. High school volleyball is a huge, I mean, all sports, but right. high school volleyball has been growing massively. Um, I, I know on the collegiate level, uh, UGA, Georgia Tech has been in the top 25 ranking for the last 50-some rankings yeah. over the last three years. So volleyball is a is – a, if you've never yeah, been, yeah, yeah. it's incredibly entertaining. Absolutely. And, and listen to this. This is incredible. Last week, there were 97,000 people at the University of Nebraska – to watch right. the volleyball game. Yep. Do you guys see that online? Yeah, I saw that. Are you kidding me? 97, yeah. the largest event ever witnessed for, for a female sport. Uh, unfortunately, now it's better than what their football team is. <laughs> you couldn't get 97,000 people in there right now to watch the Cornhuskers, I, which not... is sad in its own way. But yeah. the excitement, though, about that, I mean, when you're talking about equity and everything like that, one of the reasons that the people will talk about the pay difference, well, we're, we're talking two different markets. The amount of eyes that are watching, this is a chance to get some more eyes to watch a professional level and to see the difference especially when you go down to the roots Swanee Sports Academy just they always have tournaments there sure. for volleyball so locally this is a really big thing and right. you, you get to be a part of that yeah you know what 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 my hope is I'm hoping that there's some young girls in our county and, and really in our state that see the potential for them because up until now, that was not a reality. I trained. It ends at the Olympic level. That's the yeah, highest that's you exactly used to be right. able to go, right? I, I tra- well, if you didn't play pro in Europe, right? That, that's that's right. what you're saying. That, that's exactly okay, yeah. right. And and what's ironic is the people in Europe are telling the girls that are coming here, "Oh, you don't want to come over there. The, the quality's not good." And I laughed. I said, "Really? You're the best player ever. They don't want you to, to vacate Europe and come back to the U.S. where the quality of life is better for you. You have support, love, and support." You know, they know what's going to happen to their program. It's going to drop. So what will happen eventually is it'll be an international league. Yeah. Uh, they'll 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 adapt. You know, adapt and adopt them. So, but yeah. So what I'm hoping is there'll be some young girls will be inspired and say, you know, I can I can chase my dreams and aspirations and play professionally and get paid. I mean, they're they're paying these women 
a lot of money and their their incentives are, are, are off the chart so i'm i'm thrilled for them um to get a chance to con- to, to play and compete here and i'm i'm really thrilled for our county and for our state to have uh, that quality of, of uh, program available so now in the gas south uh convention center in the gas south arena you can watch indoor lacrosse you can watch a concert. Uh, you can watch hockey. You can watch concert. Now you got women's volleyball. There are occasionally basketball events. There are pro wrestling events. If you can't find something to do <laughs> in the Gas South <laughs> Arena, um, I don't know. Maybe you can't get off your couch. And and so anyway, uh, so so Chip, you you've talked about the NFL Alumni Academy. You've, you've been, by the way, great marketing for the Atlanta Vibe. I, you know, I, nice yeah. nice double duty there that you pulled. Good job. Um, is there anything? I, I'm just going to say, is there anything we haven't covered that you want to cover? Which is not a very professional question, but the guy's so busy, he does so much. Well, stuff. There, there actually is, and I, I've got another major announcement coming, but I can't make that yet. And it, it he did it, this last time it, he was it, here, so <laughs> I can tell you everything about it except everything about it. You just got to bring me back on. Yeah, when I can announce yeah, it. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. Absolutely, self promotion. But there's another big announcement. Yes, and it, 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 it pertains to uh, a women's professional league that's coming to Atlanta. And uh, I'll, I can't really tell you anything about it, but I'll just tell you this. In the last month, I have been in the Netherlands twice, and I've been in Iceland twice. And you can figure that out. Yeah. Mm. Curling. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. So that's, anyway, that's awesome it'll be it'll be announced shortly, and and uh, I will be associated with that as well. And and so we're working on a huge project for women's professional sports here in 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 Atlanta. Another women's professional sports. Yeah. You know, Chip, no. uh, you 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 might need to find something to fill your time and your energy because you know it just seems. Well, like here's you're... a question I have for you. I, I imagine because you've done high school, collegiate, professional, Olympic athletes, you've trained them. Um, how do you train the trainers? How do you tell the dad or the coach that obviously doesn't know as much as you do? You, you've forgotten more than most people know, but how do they get a little bit better so that their kids can get a little bit better? What, what's your advice to them? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. I mean, I'm, I'm almost 70 and I've been, I've been working and training for a long, long time. My dad said, if you take care of your body when you're young, it'll take care of you when you get old. But here's what I say, and, and, and you're right, I lived in China for two years. I oversaw 14 of the Olympic teams. I've written a master's program for a university I've published. Uh, at the end of the day, it's about being active. And, you know, I, I tell guys at my age, they're like, they're walking with walkers and like, you know, Coach, how, how are you in shape being that, that old? And I said, well, first of all, I move. I get up every day. You know, I'm not looking to retire. I can sleep when I die. So, you know, I'm not looking to – I'm not looking to – uh, I don't really work. I'm a glorified PE teacher. That's all I am. <laughs> you know, that's, my clients are just dumbing it my, down. My, my cli- 101 my dumb reasons for believing. My clients it. are just a little bit bigger than than the normal PE teacher. But that's yeah. all. I get to go to, to work in shorts and t-shirts. And so for me, I'm you know I'm passionate about the relationships. But so what I tell what I tell uh, parents is look, it's, especially older parents, get out and walk. Try to get eight to ten thousand steps a day. That's important for your aerobic capacity. But here is what we've found through exercise science the last four or five years. Resistive, resistance training is actually more important for you as, as an older person than just going out and walking. You need to do resistance training two or three times a week. And it can be light. It can be 10 to 12 reps. It can be dips. It can be chins. It can be push-ups, sit-ups things that you that you can do without being in the weight room. But you've got to do that. You've got to have resistance to to keep your body uh, active and keep your muscles firm uh, so that you don't 
you know, start to disintegrate as you get older. Uh, and atrophy. Like, like most, yeah. And atrophy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. There was a scientific study, and I know we, we're going to be wrapping up here, but uh, uh, they, they had an artificial environment, uh, flowers, trees, bushes, uh, all of these plant life. Uh, they were growing them in sand. And the, and, the, and the water had nutrition in it to, to provide the nutrients. But at a certain level, and again, this is in a warehouse type of environment, at a certain level, the trees would fail. And the flowers would get to, and they would, they would, they would uh, 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 collapse on themselves. What the heck is going wrong? Everything was going wonderfully until they hit a certain size. There was a maturity level, and they realized that the indoor environment was missing one component, and that was wind and everything failed because there wasn't any wind. The trees needed the resistance of the wind to support the roots and to strengthen them. Your resistance is the wind in your life. Sometimes we need some bad things to take yeah. place in order for you to work harder to get better yeah. and to overcome it. So yeah. that, to me, was a, a real eye-opening factor. And you're telling me that, yeah, I can walk 10,000 steps, but mix it in with some other things yes. that you do. It doesn't always have to be weights or bands or something yeah. like that, but provide yeah. some resistance. Yeah. And, and the last thing that I want to say... And, and this kind of alludes to what uh, Ruth was saying earlier about financial uh, fiscal responsibility. For me, in my life, uh, you have to be—you have to be—it's a three-legged stool. You have to be physically, mentally, and spiritually fit. And if you're lacking in any of that area, that stool falls over. So, when you go through your life, you got to make sure you're in line uh, somewhere with with one of the three. Absolutely. Well. Chip, how do people get in touch with you if they want to know a little bit more about what you're doing? Are you going to have like a Chip's Tips and, and have different <laughs> bits of information to help somebody who's almost 70 and wants to... You haven't not worked out. You've always worked out. How do you do it? How do I not do it would be your answer. I, I do it every day. Sure. How do you motivate other people to sure. get them well, to that's, do it? That's a great question. And I, and I have, uh, again, been published in There Are Chip's Tips. Um, but uh, you can reach me on social media, uh, Coach Chip Smith on Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, um, uh, LinkedIn. Um, you can go. You can go. I have a YouTube channel, uh, Coach Chip Smith. Um, you know, my email is cesports at yahoo.com. If you want to contact me directly, please feel free to do that. Uh, but yeah, thanks. Thanks again for you guys having me, and and uh, I felt like I should just walk out the door after Ruth finished her presentation. <laughs> she, she's had way more experience than I have. Well, and and <laughs> she's good. Now. And, and I was going to say, uh, you know, uh, people can also search uh, NFLAlumniAcademy.com, AtlantaVibe.com if yeah, they want to get tickets, yeah, yeah. find out more about what they're yeah, doing. But but yeah. Chip, thank you for coming in. Thank you, and both uh, Chip and Ruth, thank you guys both for being here, uh, imparting some wisdom and knowledge on us, Harper. I, I, I do feel smarter. Well, which is not it, hard, when you read the book, you won't be as dumb. <laughs> right, exactly. That's my thing. So I, I'm, I'm, won't be, right. I'm, I'm still going to be in the dumb I'm, category, I'm not but smart. Not, I'm, I'm seeing. I'm seeing. There's hope at the. You there's know, a scale. So instead really, of being dumb, you won't be not as dumb, and, and then only slightly. I dumb, won't be not as dumb, and then you'll, you'll be slightly above me. average. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you'll right. you'll be not as dumb. All right. So uh, I want again. I want to thank Chip Smith from Chip Smith Performance Systems, NFL Alumni Academy, Atlanta Vibe. I want to thank Ruth King from Financially Fit Business, the author of. 100 again one more time 101 dumb financial mistakes business owners make and how to avoid them and according to harper there's a guarantee that if you read it you will be you not as dumb 
you won't be not as dumb. No, you if you, you will have be double. <laughs> if you triple the negatives, then it becomes a positive again. Uh, before we get out of here, speaking of not as dumb and speaking of very smart, if you are smart, you will work with Regions Commercial Banking. We all know that keeping your company's financial future on track means having the right resources to support your growth. Apart from Ruth's book, you need to work with Regions Commercial Banking. They offer lending capabilities, strategic solutions tailored to your needs, and you'll work with a team of experienced bankers who are not dumb at all here in Gwinnett. You'll discover steps to take that can help move you closer to your business goals. Regions is here to help. To learn more, visit regions.com forward slash commercial dash banking. Regions Bank. Member. F-D-I-C. Oh, thank you. That was kind of did a... Did Mike do that? Mike's no, giving us the no, evil Dan, eye. No, Dan, Dan did. Dan's Mike is behind us, lurking, ready for us to get off the air. So I'm going to I'm gonna try and wrap it up quick. Is that okay? Please do. Yeah. I want to thank Dan, our producer. I want to thank Mike for letting us in the studio. He hasn't fired us yet. And I want to thank my trusty co-host, Harper LaBelle. It is always a pleasure doing the show with you, sir. It was a good show today. It was a really fantastic... Enjoyed it. You know uh, why? Physically and mentally and spiritually and uh, whatever Fiscally. else. I'm more Fiscally. fit. We're I'm ready. not as dumb and I'm more fit. Right. Ready to take on the day. So for, for my co-host Harper this is your slightly annoying host Stephen saying we will catch you next time and we will not be as dumb next week on Gwinnett Business Radio